great, Al. How you, buddy? Every, everything's great. I listen. I, I got to talk to you because we get a chance to talk to a lot of the wrestlers, right? They, they they do they they come around and they talk to us and everything like that. You had out of anybody I know through the history of the WWE the the most unique way of seeing everything. How did that feel going through everything as as an observer through it all? Well, you know, I think I was just. Uh basically a massive wrestling fan since I was a, a kid. You know, when you grow up in a 160-acre farm uh, as an only child, you learn to entertain yourself in a lot of different ways, reading, a little TV, and I was fascinated by pro wrestling. Can't tell you exactly why, mm-hmm. but uh, from the day one, I've, I've lived my dream job in this business, so I have a different perspective. I never wanted to be a wrestler. I wanted to, I wanted to be in wrestling, but not as a wrestler, so it was a it was a, it's been a unique way, and I do have, a, I think, probably a unique way of looking at it. Well, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, you hear the wrestlers' stories, and some of them are tragic, and some of them are cool, and, 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 but they were just so in it. You as an observer watching it, what was that like to, to kind of see train wrecks happen uh, in people's lives while at the same time recognizing you, you're, uh, uh, you're, you're, kind of, you're not necessarily in with them at the, at the same time as well? In, in 1974, I uh, took a job in pro wrestling uh, uh, very accidentally and uh, thought it would be like a summer job. And right. I had some real cool stories to tell my buddies when I went back to college and finished my last semester uh, before I got my degree. But that, that summer job lasted 40 years. <laughs> I, I have just enjoyed every bit of the experiences, the heartbreak, the challenges, the exaltation, the success, all those things just mirrors life, and that's just the way our lives are. So I've kind of learned to, to, ad- to be uh, adept and to be pliable and, uh, and, and be flexible more than anything, just like I have in my everyday life. Former WWE announcer Jim Ross joining us, and uh, we want to let you know that he's going to be just down the road from us in Toronto on Sunday, November 20th. That's the Ringside with Jim Ross, uh, which will again Toronto, uh, Sunday, November 20th. Tickets on sale. Is it uh, as of tomorrow that everything's going on sale? Yeah, the tickets go on sale Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Okay. at uh, Ticketmaster.ca and LiveNation.com. And uh, this is, I kind of like to refer to the show as, it's on Survivor Series Sunday. <laughs> I have a matinee at 2.30 before uh, the sold-out Survivor Series event Jeez. at the Air Canada Center, and we're going to be at the Second City, so we're maybe 10, 12-minute walk. So we're right there in the neighborhood, and uh, that's kind of how I'm... I'm I, have, I remember the date myself that way, Survivor Series Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a great great way to remember it. Can I, can I ask you just about... Uh, can, I, can I go radio weenie on you for just half a second here? Uh, sure. you, you, I mean, you've done play-by-play for football games. You've done play-by-play for MMA. You've done play-by-play for boxing, all of those things. You, you really are, when it comes to broadcasting, you're a legend just in the broadcasting world, but... Being a, a, a play-by-play guy uh, for WWE, a WWE announcer, that's a totally different ball of wax. How did you even learn how to do broadcasting for the WWE? Well, I had uh, before I got to WWE in 1993, I had 19 years of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not a, a quote-unquote overnight sensation by any stretch of the imagination, and I still perceive, quite frankly, that my I'm still a work in progress. Right. I believe that we can all get better, and I, I'm a big. Uh, uh, I'm a big proponent of never residing long in your comfort zone. I think when we stop growing, we, we just we start dying. 
to certain to a certain degree. Uh, so I don't know. I just uh, I'm just I've just been very uh, I've been very blessed to be able to do what I love to do, and and I've got all these stories, but. I, I was never. I never played the role Al of a wrestling announcer. I was a wrestling announcer. I, yeah. didn't, I wasn't a character. My real name is Jim Ross. <laughs> Jr. just came around, you know, and the hat and the whole nine yards. But I've just been lucky. One of the luckiest guys in the world. And and all these stories. Anytime you travel with a bunch of sophomores, basically what these men and women are, they don't want to grow up. Uh, they're they're most of them are, are unique people. Some are insecure. Some are over the top. It's just an amazing uh, journey that I've had, and all these experiences we get to document in these one-man shows. How do the conversations take place in order for you to go, like, doing just kind of the regular broadcasting, but then also, uh, like you said, when you joined, you, you were kind of a, already a, 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 a very well-established uh, broadcaster, but then all of a sudden saying, we're also going to get you to, to manage. Oh, and by the way, we want you to do some tag teams with Jerry the King Lawler. And, and, and the, How do those ideas come up? Well, they came from the creative department. I can assure you, Al, they didn't come from me. Uh, the only uh, the only caveat there was that I refused to wear wrestling tights because I just thought it was against the laws of nature to see me in wrestling tights, especially for women and children. So I refused to wear wrestling tights, but I, I played along with the skits and the things that we did because, quite frankly, uh, the quarter hours were – Ratings were were significant. They were they were they're important to earn. Mm-hmm. And Lawler and I, uh, for whatever reason, uh, the audience liked us. Uh, we were well received and uh, embraced by the fans. And so then, when we got ourselves in jeopardy, wink wink, with the bad guys, <laughs> uh, the fans could have a, could make an emotional investment and be sure and tune in. So uh, it was strictly for promotional marketing ratings purposes. I can tell you it wasn't for the artistic value of what I brought to the dance. I I refer to my wrestling as cow on ice ugly. Cow on ice, ugly. I, I think you're you're probably giving yourself more knocks than you deserve. But yeah, you, that that goes right with your principle. I mean, I couldn't imagine somebody coming up to me and suggesting as a, as a broadcaster. By the way, we're going to give you this character. You're supposed to go wrestling, and and uh, at times you're going to be the heel. At times you're going to be the hero. At times people are going to like you. At times people are going to hate you. And and sometimes, like you said, Jim Ross. That's your real name. Sometimes that must have tipped over and you'd be at a restaurant or something like that and people would recognize you and really kind of try to tell you off well the uh you know i was i was never the enemy uh, i've always been uh I, I i was very lucky that i got cast to just be myself and so most people never looked at me as a villain uh and 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 always embraced good old jr because i was being forced into a situation that i really didn't embrace mm-hmm. but uh you know it's the, the fans are great. I, I have uh, I, I get this every day. I'm going to the airport today. I'm flying to Las Vegas today. I'm doing boxing Friday night for CBS Sports Network. And right. I'll promise you there'll be wrestling stories told in the airport because people just walk up to you. That black hat that I wear is like a beacon. It's like <laughs> a neon light saying, come say hello, come talk. <laughs> you know, let's chat. Re- so it's, uh, it's all fun. You know, I, I, I like it. I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy my life. I, as, as soon as you say you're not the bad guy, I think that you teamed up with uh, Steve Austin, and I know a lot of Triple H fans that were pretty upset with you for that one. I, I, I'm Not that I want to make you a heel there, old good old JR. Jim <laughs> yeah. Ross again. Jim Ross is going to be in Toronto just down the road from us Sunday, November 20th. Sunday, November 20th for the ringside with Jim Ross. It's going to be over at Second City, an awesome venue. Uh, just tell us a little bit about the show. What do we get at Ringside with Jim Ross? The tickets going on sale tomorrow at Ticketmaster.ca. 
Ca. Well, you're going to get a lot of stories, road stories. Uh, I'll share some Toronto and, and, and Canadian uh, experiences. Uh, we'll chat. We'll chat about some of my favorite uh, uh, Canadian wrestlers. But what we do, uh, Al Moore, I think the best. And it's the best part of the show, in my opinion, is when I turn it over to the audience. Mm. And, and we engage the audience in an unlimited, uncensored Q&A. Uh, the fans have questions. They, they, if they're kind enough to, to come see me uh, and, and get it, buy a ticket, then the last thing I'm going to do is, uh, thing I'm gonna do is to restrict what they can ask. So the Q&As are an adventure. And I think uh, fans that, are, that attend, uh, even if they don't ask a question, they love to hear them because the fans, the other fans are asking perhaps what these fans are thinking. So I enjoy it. I, it keeps me on my toes. Uh, I don't look at the questions. and There's no questions turned in. They're just, boom, here they are, all spontaneous, all ad-lib, and I, and I really enjoy that, uh, that aspect of the performance. Well, I, I think we're all certainly looking forward to all of that. Again, uh, it's coming up uh, in November the 20th, Ticketmaster.ca, ringside with Jim Ross. Bef- uh, uh, listen, just before I let you go, I do want to say, as far as the broadcasting goes, there was nobody, nobody that called a fight like yours. Do you, sometimes, do, do you still watch the WWE at all? Oh, yeah, I watch it regularly. I, I'm still doing wrestling on Access TV. It's right. The OHD net in the United States with Mark Cuban's uh, network. On uh, Friday nights, I do New Japan Pro Wrestling, so I keep my toe in the water. Right. I watch, the pro, I watch a lot of wrestling. I'm still a fan. You know, that, it, it, being a fan allowed me to survive a very volatile business. Mm-hmm. And when you're making 25 and $40 a day in the territory system, uh, you, well, that's kind of where I was. That, that's, uh, I mean, it's amazing to see just, like I said, I'm totally going radio weenie, but just from a broadcaster's perspective, you're right, to, to be able to have that kind of a career is uh, is absolutely amazing. Uh, we're, we'll we'll uh, look you up for the Ross Report podcast as well. We'll, uh, we'll look for you uh, uh, coming up Toronto, ringside with Jim Ross, Toronto on Sunday, uh, November 20th, ticketmaster.ca. The tickets go on sale tomorrow. Jim, a real pleasure. Thank you so much for this. Good old JR. Thank you, Al. Take care, buddy.